Welcome to the Weight Inclusive Innovators Podcast. My name is Hannah Turnbull. And I'm Morgan Sinclair. We're two non-diet dietitians, entrepreneurs, and Enneagram 7s here to talk shop about the business side of things. From managing a team of clinicians to building a cohesive brand to figuring out how the heck to pay yourself, we get deep down in it talking about what it actually takes to start, run, and grow your weight inclusive business, the good and the messy. We know your degree didn't include any business classes, at least not any applicable to what you're doing now as an entrepreneur. This is why we are on a mission to bring business education to other weight inclusive clinicians. Say sayonara to all the hours spent on Google and hello to information that is actually relevant. Let's dive into today's episode. And it's Monday. Welcome back to the pod. Hello. Welcome back to the pod. I am feeling a little weird that it's mid-January now-ish. What the, what the, yeah, I know. Just January. We're recording this on January 5th, so it'll be coming out. Oh, it will be mid-January. Will be mid January. Yeah. Trying to talk futuristically, but still be in the present moment. Uh, it's it's weird. Recording a podcast is weird. Um, but we are in the new year, man. We're deep in it now. We are in it. Man, this has been the weirdest start of a new year on my end. Mm-hmm. Um, which will guide us into our check-in topic. Highs and lows of your week this week in the biz. Ready go. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll start us off. My high of the week, you know, I am going to say it was an interview that I did with a dietitian who is hopefully going to join our practice. She crushed it. Incredible interview, such good warm feels after it. And I always have felt like that about everybody I've ever had in my practice. And so it's just always like, it feels like when a link just like comes together and it's a good fit. Um, I'm kind of riding the high of that and excited, hopefully for this person to join nourished Colorado as our ninth dietitian. So that'll be later this spring, but we're learning to do the interviewing processes early and not be like, okay, so start next week. (laughs) Yeah, that's great. Oh, that's so exciting. Congrats. I hope you continue to ride that high because I know those, those feelings are incredible whenever you feel like you found the right person found the one or the multiple yeah Um, (laughs) yeah we're really excited um so that's my high my low is I feel myself getting frustrated with all the rate increases I know I was talking to you offline about this and it's really it's dumb I'm gonna say dumb because we are increasing our rates too. I've increased my business coaching rates because I was very much undercharging as a business coach. And um, we also increased our fee slightly starting in March for Nourish Colorado. So everybody's doing it, but it's just felt overwhelming. And now I'm having to look at our budget and do some recalculation. And it, it just feels really stressful, even though I can logically be like, okay, you know, these expenses will add up, but they will be accounted for. And I'll figure out other ways to cut other expenses and to bring in more revenue. So it's workable. It's just like, every time I get an email, like today, got an email from my EHR. That's like, we're increasing our rates. And I'm like, we literally just switched to you. What the hell? But you know, 
timing, we don't get to control that. So here I am. So frustrating. Uh, numbers. Yep. So frustrating. And having to recalculate whenever you are so solid in like your budget and like know what your expenses are and can like rock and roll with it. And then having to go back and like recalculate things, not fun. Yeah. Yeah. I just keep telling myself it's going to be okay. It is going to be figure outable. So it has to everything be. is figure outable. Yes, says Marie Marie for Leo. I'm like messing up my words today. Keeps my tongue keeps getting stuck in my mouth. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. What's your high and low? Oh goodness. My high of the week. I feel like my high and my low kind of all tie in together. And that is the high of my week is I started planning for the new year and wrote out everything that I'm currently involved in, which is great and fun and exciting because we love new projects over here. And at the same time, none of them feel very, are making me feel very grounded because they all feel super new. And it takes me back to a quote that um, a former business coach told me whenever I kept, I like would show up to session and be like, so I'm doing this new thing. And she would be like, Morgan, if you keep jumping around to new things, you're never going to make enough money to pay yourself to be able to continue creating new things. Mm. I know. I was like, I hear where you're coming from. And so her voice has been in my head this week because everything, everything that I'm doing right now still feels really new. And I'm like, what do I have? That's going to keep me financially grounded. And so my anxiety, my low, my anxiety has been at an all time high this week. There's personal things going on too, but that is definitely one source of the anxiety which has been kind of debilitating. I haven't gotten a lot of work done this week, which kind of sucks being the first week of the new year. Uh, it does. And again, it's hard because we, we're always challenging, like, well, we don't want to put it on a pedestal, right? Like the first of the year, things like that. And when we can use that time to like hit the ground running, if that's what feels good, that's awesome. But you're going to hit that on your birthday. So we already talked about that being your new year. Yeah. I don't know if I want to wait two whole months, but it'll definitely be something to look forward to for sure. So yeah, just holding, holding space for all of it of like being so excited about new projects and, uh, and leaning into the anxiety that comes with having projects where you are only going to get paid if you're working and Mm -hmm. really feeling that this week. Yeah, that is so tough. I feel like that's for me. I'm working towards having the different revenue streams to be able to support me while I do the things that maybe don't make money yet. And that's important to me too, because a lot of the work that I want to do doesn't pay off right away. Right. Um, And like, yeah, we do some things for free or like, you know, our podcast is free so far, but we are hoping to get sponsors and buy in from people. So we'll get ours sometime, but it is hard when you have, you're like, I have to make money. So I have to prioritize the things that directly pay me. Yeah. And those are the things that are, they're not boring. I wouldn't say that they're boring, but they're not as fun as the new shiny objects. So yeah, it's, it's a nice, um, having to figure out that balance, refigure out that balance almost, even though I feel like I had a pretty good grasp on it last year. There's just something with the new year where I'm like, (laughs) Ugh, like now, like, do I need to be setting goals where I'm like, 
purposefully setting a target for my revenue this year? Or can I just like keep doing what I'm doing and having fun with it and just like hope for the best? (laughs) And then there's like 1000 other tasks or topics or goals to set that you can't even think of right now. And then you feel like paralyzed of like, what am I missing? Like, what should I be focusing on? What it's like FOMO a little bit. It is. Yeah. And you just like want to have the answers and you don't. Yep. I have a book recommendation for you. This is the side to what you were saying earlier, just about jumping around. So my therapist actually told me about this book and I'm reading it right now. I'm reading it before bed. So I'm reading like one page and then passing out. So I have good things to say about it though, but um, the book is called refuse to choose. Have you heard of it? No, I haven't. Tell me more. Okay. We're going to drop it in the show notes, but um, basically it's about people who are called scanners. We're a certain breed of people who just love to do so many things. And we feel this pressure from our culture and society of like, no, you're supposed to focus on one thing, master your craft, be really good at it. This is your niche. When scanners want to be doing many different things in many different areas, always learning, always growing. And that book has felt so validating to me of like, you know, I, I love being a clinician and I'll always be a clinician, but I don't want to just be a clinician. Mm-hmm. which is why I have a group practice, why I do business coaching, why I do insurance consulting. Like I want to know everything about everything that I'm interested in. And so that book really is validating and gives you ways to be a scanner and still get stuff done and feel good about it. I love that. That sounds right at my alley, adding it, adding it to my list of things to read. Perfect. Maybe it'll be one of your books in uh 22, 22 and 22. 22 and 22. Yep. I will prioritize it because that sounds exactly like the kind of validation that I need in my life right now. Absolutely. So good. Ready to dive in today's episode? Let's dive in. We're talking about mission and visions and what does it mean? I'm not going to do the TikTok voice. I almost did. It almost came out. It almost came out on my end too. (laughs) I know in my head. It was the TikTok. What do you mean? Yeah, I did it. There you go. What does it mean? So I will say whenever I first started a business, and I feel like this is a thing that most people do when they're starting a business, they open up Google and type in how to start a business. And every single article that I read on Google was like, you need a mission and vision statement. And I'm like, great. What the fuck is that? How do I make one? Because no one tells you how to do it. They just tell you that you need one. So Google hasn't helped at all when it's come when it comes to creating a mission and vision statement. And I feel like even some of the articles where I tried to dive deeper, like tried to combine them or like had contradicting things to say. And so I'm excited to talk about this today because I feel like through all that research, I have a good grasp on what mission and vision statements are that I'm excited to bring to the pod. Love it. Love it. We're going to hear those definitions in a minute. So my experience with mission and vision is they've always made me paralyzed and spin in, well, I can't work towards anything if I don't have my mission and vision, but like you, I don't fucking understand what that meant. And trying to differentiate the two was confusing too. Um, so To be honest, I can't tell you what exactly the mission and vision is of many of my businesses. I know it in my heart 
which is very woo-woo, but I don't have like this nice, neat document that is, here's the mission and the vision. I'd like to have one of those because that feels legit as fuck, Mm -hmm. but I just don't right now. And I also feel like, how can you know if you haven't done it? Like I can tell you whatever I thought my mission and vision was when I started solo practice versus what I know it to be now is completely different. And I could not know what it is without being in it, seeing what's important to me and why we're doing what we're doing. So I have mixed feelings about missions and visions. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to dive into it because I think all of that is super valid and there needs to be room for your business to grow and evolve with you within the realms of mission and vision. Absolutely. You want to hit us with some definitions? I was going to say, you pulled some definite, pulled some definitions from the internet. You want to share those first? Yeah. Okay. So literally before the episode, I quickly Googled what is vision versus versus mission. And man, I'm just going to slur my words all day. Um, this is one of the reasons why we wanted to record this episode because we're like, how do you exactly define these? So what I was able to find in simple terms is a vision statement focuses on tomorrow and what an organization wants to ultimately become, which makes sense, right? When we talk about being visionaries, we're setting the vision and the direction of where we're going. A mission statement focuses on today and what an organization does to achieve the vision. So this can be more of the day-to-day things like what are you providing today versus what are you working towards? Yep. Yeah. And I think the definitions that I've kind of come up with on my own generally are in alignment with what those internet definitions have to say. So I'm going to start with mission because I feel like that's usually the one that people are like, you know mission and vision. Missions usually first. So we'll go ahead and and dive into our mission statement. And I view a mission statement as something that you can and honestly should always go back to whenever you are starting to get feedback on how to run your business. And I view it this way because I think it's really difficult to not get caught up in all of the things that other people are doing. And so if you have this really solid statement that is kind of acting as like a North star in your business, you'll always be able to come back to why you're doing what you're doing, which you touched on whenever you were like, it's so confusing. Like you need to be in it to understand your why. Absolutely. I think you, I think the why needs to be paired with the mission statement. And so it is kind of a one-liner, one statement. And I usually say, you know, it needs to be specific enough to kind of put these bowling bumpers on your business so you're not trying to go way outside of what your business needs to be doing. And if it is, it's probably signs that you need to like start a separate business to accomplish those things. And so it needs to be specific enough to have like kind of those bowling bumpers, but also needs to provide enough space to let your business grow and pivot as it needs to. And I also think it's something that can evolve. I think it's something to be reviewed every three to five years within your business to make sure that it still feels in alignment. That absolutely makes sense to me. 
I'm curious. So when you say it needs to have enough space to let your business kind of flourish and transform as it goes through normal, normal stuff and you learn more. So would you recommend a mission statement being kind of broad or like, what would be an example of a mission statement, not related to our work? Cause we'll get into that, but like a photography business or something to yeah. where this is the photography business's mission statement. Here's when they would go out of their bowling bumpers and here's where they might grow. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to use an example of actually a business that I have that I've had to kind of pivot and switch and reevaluate the mission statement. Incredible. So for the eating expedition, our mission statement is food focused trips around the world for people who celebrate food. Hmm. And it was great. And then the pandemic hit and I couldn't do trips. And so my mission statement basically went kaput. (laughs) And so I have since changed that to food focused trips and experiences around the world for people who celebrate food. So even just adding in that one little additional, like, and experiences gave it enough space to grow and evolve and change. And so whenever I think of something really specific, like, especially in our field, like if your mission statement is, you know, nutrition and counseling for high school athletes, like that's a really specific statement. Instead, you could pull back a little bit and do nutrition counseling for aesthetic-based sports or Mm -hmm. for athletes in general or for people who enjoy movement. So you can kind of see like as we talk, we're like kind of zoning it out Um, because I think it, it is important to have kind of the type of people that you want to work with. Like that is one important piece of a mission statement because I think it just clarifies that when you talk to everybody, you talk to nobody. And so being able to have a business that focuses in on one niche and that niche can honestly be like intuitive eating. Like it doesn't have to be a specific group of people, um, like, you know, nurses or teachers or athletes or people like that. It can be recognizing that providing food freedom, intuitive eating is a niche within itself. Absolutely. I like that you are giving options for how specific or how broad a mission statement could be. Because if you're like, I see people on Instagram who are jazzed about specifically working with only gymnasts and doing intuitive eating and eating disorder work. And I'm like, cool. If that fulfills you and that truly is the only population you want to work with, you were a gymnast in the past, it like lights your soul on fire. Cool. Mm -hmm. Make that part of your mission statement. But if you're like, huh, I would also be open to dancers, other athletes, whatever, it makes sense to be more broad and allow yourself that space. And then you could always niche in more, but again, don't get stuck in the details too much of your mission statement too. Cause this is where I could see people, you know, we love to have steps in getting things done. And so if the first step of starting your business was creating the mission and vision, you could beat it until it's pulp and have spent hours on it. And then you're like, Oh shit, I don't even have my business going. Cause I got too caught up in the semantics here. So, yeah, yeah. and that's why I like using it. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. Totally agree with that. I think it's helpful in the moment, having at least some guidance frame of reference for it is helpful whenever you start receiving that unsolicited feedback from people 
of like, well, so-and-so is doing this. Have you tried that? Or, well, I saw this on TV. Like that would be really good for your business. And when people are throwing these ideas at us of what we quote unquote should be doing with our business, having a mission statement that we can go back to, to help us feel grounded in the work that we know we enjoy is important. Love it. Okay. Hit us with vision. I think the internet definition of a vision is very in alignment with what I think of vision as well, which is focusing on tomorrow, focusing on the future and what it ultimately become will ultimately become. I don't think this needs to be a solid statement though. I think this can change year over year because your vision for your business is going to change. And so I think it's interesting to look at it through like a five to 10 year vision, Mm. which is like feeds into that, what you ultimately want your business to become, but also looking at a three-year and a one-year vision as well of things that feel a little more attainable. I just think of like five to 10 years from now, five to 10 years ago, never would have envisioned where I'm at now. And so it's, I love it as an option to dream and be optimistic and like, think of all the possibilities that your business can get you to. But I think there also needs to be more of a shorter term vision as well. Totally. Okay. This is my issue with vision being a vision statement. How do you capture that in a statement? Like I want a table with like blocks of the years, goals I want to accomplish. Like that could be a vision to me, but to encapsulate it in a sentence, what? I don't like that. It's a sentence either. That needs to be changed. It needs to be changed to vision statements, multiple plural. Yeah. Or vision plan or like proposal or something like need all the room to explore and grow. I was just thinking about your point of thinking forward five to 10 years and thinking back 10, five to 10 years, literally 10 years ago, I was starting college. I literally could not have told you that I would be doing what I'm doing right now because I thought I was going to be an accountant. (laughs) You know, it's so mind fucking to think about these things like 10 years from now, I have no idea. I, I, yeah, 10 years feels kind of far off. I usually look at somewhere between five and 10 years when I'm taught, when I'm looking at my vision and I view it in the, this is where I really tie in my personal vision too. Mm. Cause I think it's really exciting to be able to envision what your personal life is like and how your business can support that lifestyle. That is important. in terms of getting into the weeds of like vision of what I want to accomplish within the business. That's when I opt for the one to three years because it just feels more attainable. It does. It does. I totally agree with both of those things. Where do people utilize mission and vision statements? Like, do they put them in places? Do they keep it just for themselves to come back to? What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I would say having it as a place for people to come back to is always a good thing because I think it helps kind of keep things in alignment, keep things in check whenever entrepreneurship naturally will start to feel a little out of control, something to come back to. Having some version of your mission statement on your website or through social media, I think is good and helpful, especially in like your Instagram bio. 
that way when people know or when people find you, they know exactly what kind of information they're going to be getting from you. There's no confusion. And then I think there's a way to integrate it into a website where you don't have to say like our mission is, but rather having copy on your website that is in alignment with that mission statement as well. Yeah, that makes sense to me. I was just thinking of other places that they could be put. And I was like, oh, putting it in an employee manual or if mm. you're kind of a, I've always wanted to do almost like a, a presentation for my team now that we're like really legit and bigger of just like what our actual mission and vision and goals are. So mm-hmm. I could see it going in there of like, Hey, this is what nourish Colorado stands for. And I want you all to be familiar with it. Totally. One day. Totally. And I think that that actually do this kind of work with branding clients as well. I think it's a huge part of the brand strategy. I would say mission, mission statement and understanding your differentiating factors and your core values as a business are all things that need to be very clearly displayed for any potential employees. Because if their vision for the type of work they want to do isn't in alignment, that's kind of the first red flag that they might not be the best fit for the business. That's such a good point. Yeah. One example I could think of that I talk about a lot in business coaching, doing group practice stuff is in hiring people. If your vision is to have a collaborative team where you support each other and it's a family feel and the person you're interviewing is like, Oh shoot, I actually want to have my own practice in six months. And that's my vision. That is a total, like obvious, not a good fit. And maybe if that conversation hadn't been had, or like that mission and vision wasn't presented, then that conversation wouldn't have happened. The person could have started working at your practice. And then both of you resent each other because you're not working towards the same thing. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. You need to have everyone in the business on the same page with the mission for the business and where the business is growing to. Mm-hmm. So good. So one other quick piece about mission statements, because then Hannah and I are going to dive into our mission and vision statements, just if you're needing a little bit of encouragement or to see kind of what this looks like. Whenever you are writing out your mission statement, it is made up of three different parts. There's some flexibility with this, but if you are just totally lost and don't know how to even start writing a mission statement, use these three things. A verb that describes the type of work that you're doing, and I will take this to my grave, or that's not the phrase. What's the phrase? I think that's the phrase. Is that the phrase? I will take this to my grave. Okay. Please do not use the word help as your verb in your mission statement. Whenever we, Hannah and I are laughing at this because we had a conversation off mic about how so many clinicians that we work with are Enneagram twos. And so help, help is like the most natural verb that comes up for them. (laughs) I'm going to encourage you to challenge that. We love Enneagram twos, P.S. Um, It's just a very funny realization that we've seen in um, the amount of twos that love mentorship, love support. Our business owners want to take care of their clients and also other clinicians, which makes them excellent group practice leaders. So no shade to twos. They just help is like ingrained in their brain. 
Yes, it is. So yeah, absolutely no shade to Enneagram twos. Um, and let's find another verb other than help. And the reason that I hate the word help in mission statements is because I think you can do so, first of all, you can do so much more than just help people. But I also think whenever we use the word help, we're putting ourselves as business owners at the center of the stories when in reality, our target audience and our clients need to be at the center of the story. Ooh, whoa, you just blew my mind. But when you, but right, like when you think about it, you're like, oh, I help so-and-so versus support, provide space for, educate, encourage. I think help and support are actually probably pretty similar, but support just feels so much more like neutral ground. We're coming at this together as opposed to like, I help, therefore I sit on my high horse of helping people. Totally. Gosh, language matters. It truly does. Those little shifts. Yeah, truly does. So a verb that is not help is the first part of your mission statement. Followed by naming who your audience is, which we kind of already touched on. You can decide how niche you want to get. So niche enough to get attract the type of people that you like working with, but broad enough to allow for growth. And then the third part of your mission statement is your unique selling point, which is which should answer the question, why does your audience choose you? What are you bringing to the table? What are your differentiating factors? Love it. Should we give some examples? Let's give some examples. Kick us off. Awesome. Okay. So I'm going to share my two businesses and the mission and vision statements that I literally came up with in our brainstorming session. So just know you could literally set a timer for like 20 minutes, hash this out just as like a shitty first draft or to have something to work from and build. So for Nourished Colorado, which is my group practice, the mission is to provide excellent and compassionate nutrition care for clients from all walks of life. I chose to leave it a little bit broad because the different kinds of employees we have, the different niches that they have, and the different clients we serve. When I say all walks of life, it's really like people who have different financial situations, people from different backgrounds, people with different identities. And so I just really wanted to encompass all of that as part of the value of like who we're serving and the vision of Nourish Colorado. So that was the mission. That's what we're doing in the day to day. Our future is to become a well-respected eating disorder dietitian group practice in Denver, where people come for the best nutrition care available. I want to tweak it a little bit, but I, I really think that's what we're building and are stepping into in a lot of ways. Yeah. I think both of those are awesome. I, especially with the mission statement, I think you brought something up that's really important is if you are always going to be a solo clinician and like not have any employees that might allow a little more space to be a little more niche. But I think the mission statement that you wrote is an incredible mission statement that allows more of that room to bring on more people into the practice while you and all of your employees are providing excellent and compassionate nutrition care. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was able to kind of hash that out in probably like a minute because it's very clear to me what we are doing. And again, it goes back to the idea of like, sometimes you can't write a good mission statement until you really know what you're doing and why. Got to find that why. You want to hit us with one? 
Sure. Yeah. So uh, my mission statement for Morgan Sinclair Designs is providing design and strategy services to way-inclusive business owners as they start, grow, and expand their business. Nailed it. I love it. It really, it captures it all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this actually, to, to add a little note onto this, this statement was revised a few months ago whenever I no longer wanted to do just design work that I wanted to, well, it wasn't even that I wanted to not do just design work, but so much of the design work that I was doing also had the strategy piece in there. And so I really wanted to emphasize that too, because I think anyone can kind of put together something that looks pretty, but in order to have the strategy behind it, that is going to make the impact that you want it to make in your business was really important to me. So we added in a word, just like with the eating expedition. And I'm imagining you were able to come to that thought by doing it, by being in the design work and realizing the difference between I created your website, nobody can find it. Um, or like, I don't know, websites have like this, they're important, but they have like this. If I have a website, that's all I need to do. People will find me. And it's like, no, you might have a website and there's no strategy. So nobody knows where your website is or how to contact you. What's on your website? Mm-hmm. How is your SEO? Things like that. Mm-hmm. Nailed it. Yeah. And I had been, I added in the word strategy in fall of 2021, three years after I decided to even niche down to working with weight inclusive business owners. So yes, that's why I said, you know, every three to five years, reevaluating that to make sure it still feels whole in your business. Mm -hmm. And what's the vision? Yeah. And so my vision for Morgan Sinclair Designs is to have a team of other clinicians that specialize in different areas of branding, marketing, and web design in order to support the max number of weight-inclusive clinicians. And how I got to this vision was I love the work that I do with all of my clinicians, and I'm limited to about 12 to 20 clinicians a year. And there are so many more weight-inclusive business owners that need branding, marketing, web design. So I would love to have a team of people to be able to provide all of those services. And I think one of my unique selling points is that I worked as an eating disorder dietitian. I worked as a weight inclusive dietitian and getting to bring that in puts my clients' minds at ease that I understand what they're doing. And I'm, they don't, it's one less thing that they have to worry about knowing that I'm not going to say triggering shit and put triggering shit in their business plan. Right. They're they're not going to have like an affiliate link to Noom on their website or something stupid. Fucking Noom. Don't have to worry about that. Fucking Noom. Yeah. Had to throw them in there, throw them under the bus. Ugh. Oh, dang it. Yes, exactly. And so I would love for that team to look like people who have done work within the weight inclusive business space that know the lingo that we need. Absolutely. All right, your next one. So my next and last one, this is my business offerings. And I'm glad we're doing kind of a multitude of our different businesses we do because I'm having a hard time writing my mission and vision statement for this. So here's a little spoilies alert. If you're listening to the pod, you heard it here first. I am launching officially a new website and stuff for my business coaching, a membership to come and um, some courses later this year. And it's called values driven group. Um, hopefully it launches sometime in the next month or two. Morgan's helping me with it. It's awesome. Looks beautiful. 
And so the mission of that, so through Values Driven Group, offering one-on-one business coaching for group practice owners, I do a little bit of general business coaching as well. I have a membership support for group practice owners in the weight inclusive space. And also my first course I want to create is an insurance course. There's such a need. I get so many inquiries about consulting about insurance. So with that knowledge, my mission is to support clinicians in growing their business and their offerings. And as a byproduct, more clients are served. Very broad right now. What I'm trying to say in my mission statement is basically the impact I want to make in so many ways in the weight inclusive space of more group practices. So clinicians get to do the work they want to do, but maybe don't necessarily want to own the business. Then we have more clinicians serving eating disorder clients and these clinicians take insurance. So they're serving more clients and the, the clients that we want to serve and being accessible. And so I'm getting to be part of that by my different offerings. And the vision is, so the long-term is to be the place people come to clinicians in the weight inclusive space to receive group practice support through one-on-one business coaching membership site and courses. So I kind of mentioned some of that earlier for context, but those are the three main categories that I want to work on and really build out to be the place to go to when you're ready to make that leap in your business, whatever direction. Yeah. I love that because I know that accessibility is a huge pillar and value of you personally and your businesses and getting to provide that group practice support in one-on-one membership and course, which I imagine are three different kind of price points for people mm-hmm. to be able to receive that education and information as they, as they go through their business. Because usually when people start off, you know, they're needing, there's already that fear of uh, making money as a, as a clinician. And so getting to have something that they can start off with and then eventually grow and involve to work with you one-on-one is incredible and beautiful and such nailed it with the accessibility piece. Thanks for pointing out that piece. Cause I completely spaced on that, but it's true. When I think about how I set my rates for business coaching and what I'm going to do for the membership, I truly do want to be accessible. So I know there's business coaches out there that charge. And again, no shade to them if like that's what the market demands and people are paying it and you're providing that value. Excellent. Like you earned it. Um, But I can't imagine for 12 weeks of business coaching. So one quarter having somebody pay me like $20,000 because one, I don't have the capacity to provide that amount of support that I think would be worth $20,000. And two, it's just not in alignment with my values. Like when I set my rates, I'm really thinking about because I know how it feels to grow a group practice and what is feasible and um, the fears that you have because you're taking a lot of risk in hiring people and hiring costs money. And so I want to be mindful of that while still getting paid what I think is valuable for my time and my expertise in the area. So it is an accessibility thing. And I'm so glad you pointed that out, even on the clinician side of wanting clinicians to access me. And I think that's, what's going to be cool about the membership too. So exciting. Oh, I'm so excited for you to get that launched. Yay. Thank you. So I'll throw out one more example, um, with the weight inclusive business Academy, that way you can kind of see, you know, working as a practice versus one-on-one services for design versus membership. And then we'll kind of end with, this is more of a course-based 
uh, business. So the Weight Inclusive Business Academy's mission is an online education platform and community that supports weight inclusive business owners so they can start, grow, and strategize their business with confidence. And so it's very similar to my Morgan Sinclair Designs mission statement. The additional piece of this is that I also want it to be more of a community. And also talking about accessibility, I didn't want to have a couple hundred dollar course that new clinicians felt like they needed to spend that kind of money to get started. Becoming your own boss doesn't happen overnight. There's a lot of space and time for you to grow slowly if you want to or need to. And so I built the Weight Inclusive Business Academy as a way to just get what you need when you need it. And so also kind of, you heard it here first, go ahead and do all the spoilers in today's episodes. Uh, In today's episode, I am creating kind of course bundles related to where people are in entrepreneurship. So starting with someone who is a student who knows, or an intern who knows they want to eventually start a business kind of going through the stages of your first job. If you start in a clinical job or at a treatment center or something like that, which then moves into starting your business, being there for a year, being there for three years. And so it breaks it up into these different categories that you will just take what you need. And so that kind of knowing that the mission or sorry, the vision for the Weight Inclusive Business Academy is to support weight inclusive business owners to understand what business, what business education would be most helpful in their growth, in their growth by creating tailored packages. The goal is to be a comprehensive source for business education related to branding, marketing, and web design. Oh my God, that is going to be so awesome and helpful. I'm like envisioning certain people in my life that I know are in each of those phases. And I just think, yeah, it doesn't make sense for people to buy like one course that covers like a decade of what you could do in a business. Like where are you at right now so that it can be tailored to you to actually be helpful? That's awesome. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really excited for that to continue to grow and evolve. We hope this helps you understand mission versus vision and that you can get started on your statements. Thanks for listening to the Weight Inclusive Innovators podcast. If you like what you hear, subscribe to our pod to add us to your queue every week. Please leave us a rating and review and share with a friend to help us reach more weight inclusive business owners who could use support and pep talks. We'll see you next week.